Hello and welcome to the My Sister's Keto Podcast. I'm your host, Sharita, and it is Saturday, February 16th. If you happen to be in lovely Ames, Iowa today, uh, between four and five, we are meeting up today for our first meetup at the Ames Public Library at 515 Douglas Avenue. I'm super hyped and super excited about that. I cannot wait to see you guys. But if you don't happen to be here in Ames today, which are probably a lot of you are not, that's okay. I've got a wonderful show planned for today. We are going to talk about kicking depression and anxiety with keto. And I'm super excited about this because it is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So hang tight, guys. We're going to do a good show today. All right, as I said, this is the My Sister's Keto Podcast, and I am your host, Sharita, and today we're going to talk about kicking depression and anxiety with keto. Now, before we get into it, I did want to say the one thing I normally say during the intro that I totally overlooked today, and I apologize, but of course, I want to give you guys so much gratitude and so much love. I've been getting more and more um, call-outs and emails and shout-outs and DMs, and it just... it fills my heart. You guys just don't even know. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Like I always say, there's like a bazillion podcasts out there and you all picked this one. So I really appreciate it. And I love hearing your stories. I love reading your questions. I love responding back. Please don't ever feel like you can't reach out to me and you know, whatever. I'm a real person, but and I, so I understand the things that real people go through. So if you have a question and you just want me to kind of answer something for you, I have no problems with that. You can reach out to me on social media. Um, On Instagram, we are at My Sister's Keto Diet. On Facebook, we are My Sister's Keto. Uh, We have an email address, and that's going to be MySistersKeto at Outlook.com. And we still have our everyday improving website at www.mysistersketo.com that's www.mysistersketo.com that is www.mysistersketo.com and yes I am always trying to work on that website so (laughs) anyway so the topic of this first segment of today's show is kicking depression and anxiety with keto And again, this topic is actually really, really close to me because I have suffered from depression and anxiety for quite a number of years. Um, It is something that I'm actually very vocal about now, Um, not so much um, in years prior, um, not because I was necessarily ashamed, but there is stigma behind that. I think for a long time, I was very prideful. Um, I always kind of wanted to seem like I had it all together because I felt like a lot of people were leaning on me. Um, And it was true. I mean, through my role, and I've talked about this before, through my role as a non-commissioned officer in the army, through my role as a big sister, as a friend, as a wife, as a mom, you know, people were depending on me for answers. And I just felt like I had to provide those answers. And that is a lot of pressure to put on yourself. So, you know, um, as I had left the military and left my my own support system behind, yes, I had my husband and, you know, my family, but there's something about a group of girl NCOs, uh, non-commissioned officers for you guys that don't know army lingo, but it's something, there's, there's something about having that group of sisters, you know, and brothers, but that group that knows kind of what you're going through. And when you get separated out of that group, when you leave that group, when you lose that group, 
it really takes a toll. And I took for granted that I myself had it together. And it turns out that I totally didn't have it together. Um, My level of depression got to the point where I could hardly leave my house for things other than work and the absolute need to go to the grocery store. I felt like people were always looking at me, were judging me. Um, You know, I felt like I said before um, in a previous episode, I felt like a fraud. I felt like a phony. I felt like an imposter. I mean, my mental health was really going through it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, Now, I'm not going to say that keto is the end all be all. Um, There were some other techniques that I had to put into practice. I did. I do see a counselor from time to time. um, And I'm not ashamed to say that Um, I took control of my health. And when I need to talk to somebody, I go and I talk to somebody. Um, There is I have absolutely no shame in that. I will shout it out. I will tell people, you know, I have no problem in admitting that. Um, I feel like it's the best thing for me. It's the best thing for my daughters. It's the best thing for my husband, <laughs> you know, so because it's too much sometimes to rely on other people to to um, take that. So um, we're going to talk about it today. Um, I don't know if a lot of you all know this, but depression, anxiety and other mental health issues can and have directly been associated with eating a poor diet and the standard American diet, which I refer to as sad. So in women, especially we outnumber men in cases of depression two to one. We suffer the most. And again, I, I really attribute to, attribute that to us taking on so many roles. Again, we're moms, we're sisters, we're friends, we're wives, we're lovers. We are, you know, we're the ones that find the socks in the middle of the night and find our husband's PT belts and find, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're the ones that when stuff goes wrong, mama got to handle it, you know? And we tend to, you know, take on that stress and all these other emotional triggers. And these emotional triggers can cause chemical reactions in the body, such as inflammation, a weakened immune system. Oh, my gosh. And had I known that, I mean, I would have definitely done some some steps prior (laughs) than I like way before I actually took control of my health. I mean, just the inflammation alone. Um, when, when, when a lot of women lose weight on keto in those first few weeks and you're losing like 25 pounds and you're like, holy moly, I just lost 25 pounds and it's only been a month, you know, and then you take your, your, your Friday face picture and you see, you know, your before face and then your after face and you go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize my eyelids were so fat. It's like, that's not fat. That's inflammation, baby. We are so inflamed that we think we're fat when really we're just swollen. I mean, now granted, I was actually fat, but <laughs> but you know, we, we were we're swollen, we're inflamed. And it's due to a lot of times stress and other emotional triggers. You know, depressed people, we can suffer from all kinds of ailments, migraines, decreased decision decrease decision making efficacy meaning the decisions that if we make a decision the decisions that we make are not usually our best decisions um we suffer from our own physical posture um we're slouching in our seats um we are you know we're walking with our our pelvis in an off position and so our guts are out i mean there's are digestion issues. Now let's talk about digestion for a second here. 
depressed people generally tend to have way more digestive issues. If we're not digest digesting our food appropriately, if we've got leaky gut, if we've got acid reflux issues, how are how is it that our bodies are getting these nutrients that we need? We don't. We we don't. And so when when I started really looking at this and really kind of writing my show notes out for today, I mean, I was floored when I think back to how much money I was spending on acid reflux medication. <laughs> I mean, just floored because I never attributed what I was feeling and what I was eating to how my body was storing fat in ways that I had never experienced in my life. I mean, I never connected the dots. But luckily, you guys, I'm here to connect the dots for you all, for all of us, so that we can know how we can help fix our minds so that we can fix our bodies. Now, I'm going to go back and say this one more time. I'm not saying that keto is the only answer out there because I do believe in counseling. I do believe in prayer. I do believe in saying positive affirmations. So these are all things that I personally do each and every single day to keep myself on the up and up. And when I feel myself starting to slip back into that pit, I call my doctor because I don't want to go back there. And I don't want you guys to go back there, which is why I'm sharing this information with you. So how does keto help? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so when we're on the ketogenic way of eating, the one of the first things that we start to notice is that mental clarity. And the reason why we have that mental clarity is because our brains work so much better when we use fat as fuel versus carbohydrates. When you think about using fat for fuel versus carbohydrates, I want, to th- I want you to think about burning coal versus using solar power. Okay, coal. Yes, you can burn coal for fuel and it's going to burn and it's going to burn hot and you're going to get energy from that burn. However, it's also going to produce a soot, smoke, stuff like that. Right. It's going to leave a greasy film. That's that smoky film. Have you ever seen a coal miner when they leave out of the, the mines and they're all filthy and dirty? That's how that's what you, that's what's happening in your brain. You know, that's what's happening as far as those chemical reactions in the body. Now, let's think about solar power. And whenever you think of solar power or wind power or something natural like that, you see these guys with their nice, pristine, white, hard hats. And it's a beautiful, sunny day outside and everything. The air is clean. It's fresh. You just feel so much more fresh. And I mean, I know it probably sounds a little hokey for some of you guys that are maybe not eating keto, but just kind of listening to, you know, get some initial information, right? It might sound a little hokey, but I am, I promise you, I am telling you guys, when I think about the brain fog that I was under versus the clean, like now I feel like my mind can recall information at the drop of a hat. I don't have too many times anymore where I'm like, well, uh, I can't really remember. Uh, 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 no, because even, even if I, if there's something that I need to remember that I'm not quite sure, I have the mental capacity to say to myself, Hey, write that down. You might want to talk about that in your show. Make sure you have your show notes. You know, whereas before I'd be under this mental fog and I just couldn't quite grasp the information I couldn't quite get it together and it's painful to look back on that time I mean I was really going through it and so yeah 
Think of your body as a machine. Would you rather use coal as your source of energy to power that machine or would you rather use solar and wind power? Personally, I'm using that solar and wind power. I'm eating the good, healthy green vegetables, right? I'm getting that great grass-fed meat. If you can afford grass-fed meat, again, I'm never going to tell you guys that you have to have to have to have grass-fed. You can't eat conventional good good cuts of meat, right? You can do that. And then, you know, your good healthy sources of fat, that coconut oil, that olive oil, that MCT oil, you know, that avocado oil, avocados, period, for that matter. Like I literally just ate an avocado as a snack. (laughs) So you start feeding your body appropriately. You start finding ways because your cognitive function is improved. You start finding ways to manage your stress better. Those emotional triggers aren't causing those chemical reactions in the body as they would have been if you were eating the sad standard American diet. And so that is my take and my little bit of research that I've done (laughs) on depression, anxiety, and how to kick it with keto. You know, you're drinking your water, you're making those really good decisions about the foods that you're eating. You know, you're staying away from sugar. Disease feeds on sugar, all disease, cancer, all these diseases, they feed on sugar. So, hey, what happens if we don't eat the sugar? What happens if we kick the habit? I firmly believe that by kicking the habit of the sugar, taking that really good care of your your body by eating good foods, moving your body and exercising, drinking your water, practicing some mindfulness, whether that's meditation, prayer, um, positive affirmations, things like that, you can kick your depression and anxiety. And so on that note, we're going to take a really quick break and then we're going to move on to some question and answer. Welcome back. This is Shrita and you're listening to the My Sister's Keto podcast. Um, We're moving into question and answer. But before I do, um, I read a statement that was put on one of the keto pages on Facebook and It really kind of goes along with the theme of the last segment, which was kicking depression and anxiety with keto. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. Um, Yeah, so here it goes. It says, the bread I used to smuggle into my room because my mother was so restrictive. The McDonald's and Taco Bell I binged the year my family disowned me over religious differences and gained 40 pounds. The ramen and boxes of mac and cheese I ate because I couldn't afford more. The microwave meals I had to eat because I didn't have a kitchen to cook in. The pints of ice cream I devoured to dull the pain of life. The chips and chocolate I munched on because I was bored, sad, and lonely. The fast food breakfast I used to pick up to treat myself on the way to work. The pounds of pasta I ate to fill the bottomless void of my soul. The takeout I would reward myself with after working hard. I ate myself to 340 pounds, 299 and dropping now. How did you get fat? Every pound has a story. Wow, I read that and I felt like that woman is so brave and so powerful. And I was just, I was in awe of her for sharing that. Um... And so when I think about how I got fat, you know, I shared, I've shared most of it in 
you know, previous episodes and definitely in the previous segment of this show. Um, But if I were to succinctly state how I got fat, I would say that I lost my tribe. You know, and I felt like I was alone, even though, you know, again, you can have people around you all day, but you can still kind of feel that void. I felt like a failure and I felt like a fraud and I felt like an imposter. You know, I felt like it's got to be harder than this, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, Things that other people struggled with, I did not necessarily and still do not necessarily struggle with. And I felt like, wait a minute, this is way too easy. Everybody else is having this problem. Why am I not having this problem? You know, so that was that, you know, I felt like I was missing something. I missed my tribe. I was extremely lonely and I just ate and ate and ate and I could never get full. That's how I got fat. And that's my story. Um, feel free if you ever want to share your stories with me a know that I will not share anything on this show that you do not explicitly say can be shared on the show I won't betray anybody's trust that way I don't think any of us deserve that Um, so if you'd like to reach out and um, get some help if I can help you or if I can refer you to someone that can help you, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on social media, um, on Instagram. I'm at my sister's keto diet on Facebook. We are my sister's keto. You can also email me at my sister's keto at outlook.com. And you can also hit me up on the website and that's going to be www.mysistersketo.com. So, yeah, I feel like, especially as a veteran, you know, (laughs) there's so many times where we hear so many horror stories about people committing suicide and things like that. If there's ever a word I can give you to help keep you here on this earth, keep you here to perform whatever assignment you have on your life, please don't hesitate to reach out. Okay, I'm definitely about that. All right, so I'm going to move on to some questions here. Our first question comes from a Facebook group. Let's see what we've got here. And it had so many comments because I actually read the comments to make sure that I'm not going to uh, (laughs) say something that's already been commenting, commented on, you know, because it's like, uh, you know, overkill. Anyway, so this woman writes... I had a follow-up with my doctor today. I told her that I'd started keto and she's against it and went on and on about why I need carbs. She said that it's not safe for your heart. I'm currently taking blood pressure pills. She said that the fat and sodium isn't good for my BP either. It's really discouraging. I feel like I found something I can stick with long term. She also said that keto isn't long term or realistic. Have any of you talked to your physician and what have they recommended? I need to find a doctor who supports a ketogenic lifestyle. She almost died when I told her I incorporated intermittent fasting as well. (laughs) Wow. Well, it sounds like a part of this you've already answered for yourself, ma'am. You really should try to find yourself a provider that's going to uh, be a little bit more supportive. Um, I am super duper lucky because before I even was able to get the word keto out of my mouth, when I first went to my doctor, he was like, you need to stop eating carbs. (laughs) He did not specifically say keto, but out of his mouth before I could tell him, yes, I because literally 
I had started uh, keto like two days before I went to the doctor and he's like, yes, you need to stop eating carbs. So there are physicians out there that do agree with the lifestyle that do, you know, that do understand the science behind it that will support you. Um, a lot. Of, and I hate to, I don't, I'm not against doctors. Okay. I do believe that there are, you know, for some people, this may not be the way for them, right? This, this may not be exactly what you need, but also know this, my, my group, our group, my company is called my sister's keto, but this is not just about keto. I firmly believe that you can get healthy, whether you eat keto or not, but you do need to be eating real whole foods. That includes green leafy vegetables, lean meats, and healthy fats. You need to be exercising. You need to be drinking water. You need to be exercising mindfulness. None of that is restricted just to keto. So, you know, as as much as I preach keto, 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 if you can do those things and, you know, if you need to incorporate some potatoes in with that, that's fine with me. You know, I just want people to get healthy. That's the bottom line for me. But if you want to live the ketogenic lifestyle, then yes, you need to find yourself a physician that's going to be a little bit more supportive. There are some physicians out there that are all about getting the kickbacks from big pharma. And I've seen it with my own two eyes. You know, the drug reps come to the hospital. They feed them a nice fancy lunch. You know, they promise kickbacks on their money for using for writing for specific medications I used to work in a pharmacy, folks, so trust me when I tell you, I know this is happening. So sometimes our doctors, we want to believe that they're on the up and up, but everybody ain't right. Some people are only in it for the money. And that is probably the number one reason why I am I am not selling anything right now. Yes, I do own My Sister's Keto LLC, but our company right now is not selling a thing because this is not about money for me. Right now, today... This is about saving real lives and getting people healthy so that they can do the things that they were assigned to do by our by our God. And I do believe in God. I know that everybody does not, but I do. And I believe that we all have an assignment on our lives. And right now, this is the assignment on my life is to use what I've been through to help somebody else. So there are doctors out there that get them kickbacks from those big drug companies. And so, no, they don't want you eating whole foods because there's no money for them in whole foods. There's no money for them in Whole Foods. They want to get the kickback from the doctor. So in order for you to keep taking that medication, you need to still be sick. And that's just that. Our next comment question comes from Facebook. And this one is actually a meme that I'm going to describe for you that a young lady shared and what it is it's a picture of two guys sitting in a class and the guy they're they're sitting one in front of the other and they're passing a note and so the guy in the front opens the note and it reads you still have to be in a caloric deficit to lose fat on keto and the young the young lady that shared it says I had to share say it with me calories matter And I'm going to say that I actually really agree with this. (laughs) I know, I know that there's some keto gurus out there. They're like, oh no, calories don't matter. That is not true. In order to lose weight, you need to be in a caloric deficit. That means that you need to be eating fewer calories than your body burns, right? Like 
I'm what I'm not saying to you is that all calories are the same. I am totally not saying that. Okay, you need to be eating your green leafy vegetables, your good protein and your healthy fats. So, you know, I'm sticking with that story. That is my story. I am sticking to it. However, if you're eating 6,000 calories of good, healthy fat, lean meats and vegetables, you're going to gain some weight, honey. So let's just keep it real. Just be honest. You need to be in a caloric deficit. Okay. So, and that, so, I mean, you can even see that when you use an app like Carb Manager, which I need to get, be getting some money from Carb Manager as much as I'd be big up in them. But, <laughs> but if you're using a, a calorie counting app or an, a macro counting app, you'll even see on Carb Manager, it will tell you, you know, what your uh, BMR is, you know, say it's, you know, 2,500 calories or whatever it is. And then you can type in, you can put in how many pounds you want to lose or gain or whatnot. And it will actually calculate how many calories a day you need to be eating in order to achieve that goal. So say you want to lose um, two pounds a week, it will deduct that 500 or excuse me, 1000 calories a day from your BMR so that that way, you know that if your BMR is 2500, and you say to the to the app you want to lose two pounds a week it'll deduct that thousand calories a day and so it'll give you the total of 1500 calories to eat per day you eat 1500 calories per day for seven days versus the 2500 you're going to lose your two pounds of fat and if you want you can visit the website i think that i kind of explained that on the website that's going to be www.mysistersketo.com in the blog section i think that i um illustrated that pretty good in the blog so but yeah 30 it's 3500 calories for one pound of fat so basically in a week you would need to reduce 7000 calories right in order to do that that means you need to have a calorie deficit of 1000 calories a day to get to that 7000 calories in a week's time. Make sense? I hope so. If not, hit me up. <laughs> and I promise I can make it make sense. <laughs> but yes, her meme was in my opinion, her meme is 100% correct. You need to be in a caloric deficit. It doesn't matter if you're on keto, vegetarian, pescatarian, vegetarian paleo whatever you need to be in a caloric deficit so that's that all right well i think that we hit all the questions that i had set aside for today so we are going to go ahead and close out today's episode stay tuned All right, looks like we have another episode in the bag. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Like for real, I am so blessed by you guys. I'm just, it's amazing the response that this show has been getting. Um, definitely um, in my inbox, even through the emails, people are actually emailing me at my sister's keto at outlook.com. And, you know, I have no problem staying up late to answer your emails, answer your DMs, your questions. I mean, it's so exciting, you know. I mean, that's just the honest to God's truth. I get so hyped when I see something come through from a total stranger. So, <laughs> so thank you guys so, so much. Um, 
This is going to be the last episode of the week. The next episode that will be posted will post on Monday because I try not to record on Sundays too much. I think is it Saturdays or Sundays? I don't record. I think it's Saturday to be honest. But um, last night I was like dead dog tired. So I actually fell asleep with my computer open and working on some other projects for my sister's keto so anyway um today will be the last episode of the week but don't worry we'll be back on monday you know with that fresh hot keto goodness (laughs) um again thank you guys so much for listening i'm sharita is my pleasure and if you want to reach out you can find us on instagram at my sister's keto diet on facebook on at my sister's keto um, our email is my sister's keto at outlook.com. And of course, you can find us at www.mysistersketo.com. That's www.mysistersketo.com. That's www.mysistersketo.com.